for continuing to anoint men and women to, to pen such songs. And um, what a joy. And, and some of you may not know, you may be new. That, that was mother and son singing. Isn't that a blessing? That, um, and um, God's so very good. I want to ask you if you'd take your Bibles today and you'd turn to 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. Today we, we, we're going to continue on in the, in the series that I have I've been working through the last several weeks, and it's called The Question of Stewardship. Um, in all reality, dear friends, as we have spoken about, um, stewardship is a major, major issue within our Christian walk. As a matter of fact, it is the issue. Because the steward is simply doing that or, or taking that which has been given to you and being a good manager of that. If we, are, if we are a person that has truly been born again, Christ has died on Calvary. The Bible says that he, he loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son, that our salvation is a gift. Then how faithful are we are going to be with that gift of salvation that God has given us? If we really believe that God is the creator of all things, therefore he's the owner of all things, and so, so even that which we possess, even our own lives or our possessions, is truly God's. He's allowed us to, to be a part of this world. He's, he's given us that, the very existence that we have. What are we going to be doing as good managers toward that? How are we going to present that back to our Lord one day? And so as a matter of fact, stewardship is the very question within our life as believers, as followers of Jesus Christ. It's through that that we'll find value. It's find that we find purpose. It's through stewardship that we find the true understanding of what is life all about. We, we have addressed the issues. Can, can I really trust God that if I do these things that he asked me to do, that he, will, that he will fulfill his promises within our lives? And our answer to that is you bet he can, and you bet he will. God is faithful. Another question we've asked ourselves, can God trust me? You know, am I all talk? Some have said, you know, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm just all show. Or can God really trust me to be faithful in the gifts and the stewardship that he's placed upon me? Today we're going to be focusing a little bit, we're, we're going to begin to zero in over the next several weeks, but today we're going to be speaking about something that I'm very, very, very passionate about. Probably one of the things that drives me as a pastor, and that's about his local church and about being a part of his local church. And, and we're going to be looking today of what God is do, wants to do in your life and through your life of being a part of the local church. And, and we, we deal with that as Paul is speaking to a local church of how God equips every one of you and me. And so today, this is for every one of you. And, 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 and I'll tell you that the crust of the message is God's not called you to be a part of a local church. Here we're speaking of Rayford Road Church, to simply to come and say, what can I get out of it? That's consumerism. What God has called us and assembled us together for is, God, how can I serve you? 
How can I be an instrument of your grace because of the grace that you've given me that I can carry on the work of Christ in this world around me? Every one of you are important. What's important today is you begin to ask yourself, God, what is my place within the local body at Rayford Road Church? So if you found your 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, let's all stand together and we're going to jump on down in verse 12 and we're going to read from there. And again, we're going to be focusing on today, finding my place within the body of Christ. The Apostle Paul is writing to the church of Corinth. Corinth was a very gifted church. As a matter of fact, the Word of God says it was probably the gifted of all church. But, but what began to happen within the church of Corinth is some people began to think that they were more important than other people. Have you ever seen people like that? Some people think that, that what I do is more important than what you do. And, 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 and so there began to be some divisions within the church that, that maybe I'm more important than the church and than, than you are and... and um, there began to be that pecking order within the church, and, and Paul said, no, time out. We, we need to speak some biblical truth on this of how the Holy Spirit ministers to you and to me within the local church. And that's when he began to teach on the spiritual gifts. And, and Paul reminds us, and listen to how he describes the local church. He says in verse 12 these words, For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit we are all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have all been made to drink into one Spirit. Do you hear the oneness coming out? One, 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 talking about unity. He says, for the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the, if the whole body were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now hath God set these members, every one of them, in the body as it has pleased him. And if they were all one member, where were the body? But now there are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head unto the feet, that I have no need of you. Nay, much more, those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon, upon these we bestow more abundant honor. And our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. For our comely parts have no... For our comely parts have no need, but God has tempered the body together, having more abundant honor to that part which lacked, that there should be no schism within the body, and that the members should have the same care for one another. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer, suffer with it. If one member is honored, then all the members rejoice with it. Now ye are the body of Christ, all members, and in particular, individually. Now, Father, I pray that you'd take these words of God, that you'd apply them to our hearts. And Father, I pray that your spirit today would open our hearts, open the eyes of our heart that God, that we might see what you desire in each of our own lives. That God, that you would just shake us into action today, dear Father. 
recognizing the great joy and the great value of serving you within the local body. And so bless this time, Lord. Help us to be faithful stewards to your cause. In the precious name of Jesus, I pray. You've heard me say many, many times, and, and, and I believe it with a passion, that a person will never, ever find the full joy of their salvation until they find their place that God has appointed to them, and they're fulfilling that work unto the Lord. You can be saved, uh, you can be saved for years, but doing your own things, but never experience the full joy of what God has saved you for and created you for. Folks, God has purpose for each of you. He has value in each of you as he has saved you unto himself. The Bible teaches these, us these words, for by grace are you saved, and that not of yourselves. It's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. There's not of one of us that can earn our salvation. It's all because of Jesus Messiah. It's all because of the work that he accomplished. It doesn't matter how many times we get up and sing a song. It doesn't matter time, how many times I get up and preach a sermon and how much money you lay, lay in the offering table. That will not save you. It's by the blood of Jesus Christ, by the gift of salvation that he has given us. And then the Bible continues on as Paul writes, for we are his workmanship. We are his workmanship. He's the one that has molded us. He's the one that has put together for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for what purpose? Unto good works. God has knew you from the foundation of time. God chose to call you out and to save you. He has created you for the purpose of serving him. And so that's why this is so important. That's why it's so important for you to begin to stop and ask yourself, God, what do you have of me? Otherwise, you can linger through life never really experiencing what God truly has for you. I'll tell you, the, the most joy-filled people are people that have found their place and they're serving God within that ministry. You know, is it important? Is it really important? You may ask yourself, why is it, Pastor, why is it so so?" important that I find myself in the body of Christ. Why do you keep on harping on this thing? Well, I can say immediately that, that as I have already explained, that it's, it's, through, it's, it's, it's through serving God that you can find great peace, you can great, find great fulfillment, that you can have abundance. I've already stated that. But you know, in all reality, when you begin to break that down, those are really kind of selfish reasons. Because this, well, you know, I'll do this because it'll make me feel better. Now, sure, that's a result, and, and you need to understand that. That is a, a blessed result of, of the abundance that God has for you, but there's even deeper reasons that we need to understand it. why it's so important for every member of Rayford Road Church to find their place and to busy, be busy Fulfilling that service unto God. I think Paul addresses this within, within these particular passages because, first of all, one reason it's, a, again, it's so important because how the, the church is described as a body. Listen to how he describes it in verse 12 and, um, and through 14. He says, For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, 
being many are one body, so also the Christ. So also is Christ. I think it's very interesting that when Paul was describing the church, he's not, he did not describe the church as some location. He did not describe the church as, 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 as a group of buildings. You know, a lot of people could drive by South 121, see our, our sign that says Rayford Road Church, and say, there's the church, folks. That's where the church meets. That, that sign, this property is not the church. You are the church. And, and so he did not describe the church as, 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 as a, a piece of property or, or some buildings. He did not also describe the church as some institution or organization. Although that within our church, because God is not an author of confusion, that, that we have put together organizations so that therefore, therefore we can operate as one. But folks, we're not an organization. We're a body of Christ. We're not an institution. Schools are institutions. Government's institutions. The church is the body of Christ. We're a living organism of of, of Christ. We're the body of Christ. Isn't that a cool thing? Paul could have described the church in so many different ways. But but he described us in a way that, that, that helps us to understand. See, the church... The church is, the local church is simply a body of baptized believers who've been united together. We've come together. God has knitted us together through the leading of the Holy Spirit for the purpose of glorifying Christ by faithfully serving Him to a lost and dying world. See, I think this is what's so cool. When Jesus Christ came upon this earth and He came ministering to this, this earth, He began preaching repentance and baptism. He began to heal the sick. He began to minister to the herd. He began to to wash people's feet. And then Jesus says that one day you're going to do greater things than me because I'm going to ascend to be with my heavenly Father. But when he sent the Holy Spirit back down, he he, he indwelt when those who have been believed so that now we are the body of Christ. The very things that Christ did while he was on the earth, he's called you and me to do. And because there's more of us, that, that, that Christ was limited in person when he was on this earth, there was one man, but now he indwells every one of you. Isn't that amazing? You see, Christ is our head, but we're the body. And that's what we have to understand. And so when Paul begins to speak about the importance of finding our place, we have to understand, first of all, that the church itself is described as the body of Christ. We are the hands and the feet and the eyes and the ears of Christ as we live upon this world. And so as we work on through this, understanding that, That's why the, but I want to emphasize, that's why the local church is so important. Matter of fact, there's a a great movement, and I've seen this so much even in my ministry. I've seen it, it seemed to escalate even recently that that bothers me deeply. There's a lot of people who's coming to think that, 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 that become Christians that don't think they need to be a part of the local church. That they can go and, and, and meet in some little holy huddle somewhere and, and do their own thing. Did you know there's not one place in all of Scripture in the New Testament you can find someone that is apart from the local church? 
that, that, that every time that, that you find a Christian, they're attached either to the church of Antioch or to the church of Jerusalem or the church of Corinth or the church of Ephesus. Because it's within the local church that you are part of that body. And, and, um, and, and there's a place of accountability. Maybe that's why some people don't want to be a part of the local church because they don't want to be held accountable to anyone. That's just a throw-in. Folks, the local church is important. We are the body of Christ, and it's through the local church, through, uh, through Rayford Road Church, how Christ is ministering in this part of the world. But then he continues on, and we must understand, why is it so important? Not only is the church a body that, that has many members, I have hands, I have feet, I have, you know, I, 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 have, I have elbows, I have ears, but I'm still one body. When I look at Eddie, I don't say, well, there's Eddie's head or there's Eddie's feet. I say, no, there's Eddie because, because when I speak of Eddie, I'm speaking of his entire body. And when, when someone should speak of Rayford Road Church, they should speak of the church individually that, that we're the body of Christ. None of us are more important than the body. But also, every member has specific purpose within that body. We're all a member of the body, but every one of us has a specific purpose within that body. Look what he says in verse 15. He says, If the foot shall say, Because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is therefore not of the body. And if the ear shall say, Because I am not the ear, I am not of the body, it is therefore not the body. Uh, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were not... Where would be the hearing? If the whole were the hearing, where would be the smelling? Folks, every member has a specific purpose. Some of us are hands. Some of us have been given the gift of service that we can go out and we can help one another. Some of us are, 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 are the heart of the church that God's given you a great gift of mercy that you can feel the hurt of others, and so it's through your hurt that others are ministered to. Some of you are given the feet that you, 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 you love to go and tell, and, and, and there's, any place that you will, there's no place that you won't go for the cause of Christ. There's some of you that are ears that you have, a, you have the ability to discern right and wrong when things are not right within the church. Some of your eyes that you, you pick up. But folks, we all have specific, we all have specific purpose within that body. Can I ask you today, what's your purpose? What's your place within the body? Have you ever even thought about that? If not, I pray today the Holy Spirit will begin to convict you and saying, God, what is my place, what is my purpose within the local body of Jesus Christ? We all have purpose within, within the body. And listen to, what, look, listen to what it says in verse, in verse 18. But God has set the members, every one of them in the body, as it has pleased him. God's the one that has given us that gift. God's the one that has given us that purpose. It's not your and my business to go out and do what we want to do. We must say, God, what do you want of me? 
God, how have you gifted me? God, how have you talented me? God, what are the things that you've placed within my heart? I cannot look at something because I think that I might get more fame and I want to do that because everyone will pat me on the back. God has placed every member in the body as he pleased. Folks, that's his business. He knows best. And so we need to stop and and think. And and the Bible teaches us not only has God placed us within the body, but he's equipped us. The Bible says that in, in, in chapter 4, verse or, or, or chapter 12, verse 11, that the Holy Spirit is the one that has equipped us through the manifestation of the Spirit. He's given each one of us spiritual gifts. So it's not as does God purpose and place us there, but he gives us the ability to fulfill that purpose. I think that's so neat. I think it's so important that, that God has placed me within his body but God has given me the power to do things that I couldn't do myself. God has given me the ability because he's equipped me purposely and specifically that I can do things a lot better than even the pastor can. And you bet you can. Folks, I, I, have, I have one position within the body. I have one set of giftings within my, in the body. But there's many of you that can do much more than what I could ever even think or hope. And that's why I need you. That's why you need me. That's why we need one another. Because God's given you a specific gift to fulfill this purpose. He's given, given me a specific gift to fulfill my purpose. He's given out a specific gift to fulfill her purpose. And we all work together for the good of the kingdom of God. We all need one another. And so that leads me to the, the next point. If, if we're all a body and God, God is the one that is putting that body Together, we find in, 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 in verses 20 through 25 that every member is important to the body. Look what he says in verse 20 and following. But now there are many members but one body, and the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor, the hand, the, nor again the, hand, the head to the feet that I have no need of you. No, much more those members of the body which seem to be more feeble or necessary and those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor, and our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. You know what he's saying? Every one of you are important. The person that is, is keeping the babies right now, and I'm not very good at keeping babies, let's just be, be honest. But they're doing just as important job as what I'm doing right now. The person that's teaching them seventh grade boys, bless their heart. <laughs> they're just as important as Barb and Butch getting up here singing a song. Yeah, we, we Barb and Butch has as as very. And, and, and musically, people have very open gifts that everybody can get and, and get tied into. But sometimes we can get a little filled up with ourselves. Because everybody wants to pat us on the back and say, how good we do it. We forget about that person back there that's wiping snotty noses right now and changing diapers. But folks, we're all important. You're important if you're taking meals to someone that can't fix their own meal. 
You're important if you're writing cards to those who are down and out, and the Holy Spirit says, you need to pick up the phone and you need to call this person. You're being an angel of mercy to that person. Or, hey, you're just helping to keep the place up by coming up here on, on work day, and there's things you can do that, that beautify the premises of God. We're all, you're all important. As a matter of fact, he says, really, it's those people that, that most people don't see, that's the most honorable. Because to be honest, it takes a lot more honor to, to do a job for the Lord that no one sees that you're doing than a person that, that's getting patted on the back because they're in, they're in the, the, the side of everyone. And I just want to make sure that I emphasize that over and over and over again. Every member of Rayford Road Church, every member of the body of Christ is important to the body. And never let someone, never let the devil think that, well, what you're doing does not count. You bet it counts. And, and you just do what God has called you to do, and you joy in the Lord so that one day when you take those talents back to him, you're going to hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. Wow. Every member of the body is important. God has placed you within that body that he's called you. But also we need to understand that the body is, is never stronger than its weakest member. The Bible says that when one member hurts, the whole church hurts. When one member is honored, the whole church is honored. Now let's just say, for example, I was getting up to come to, to, to church this morning. So I took this body of mine. My whole body had to be in operation together to get me here. I had to begin to, my mind began to have to think, well, what's the directions to the church? My feet had to walk me out to the truck. My hands had to open the door. Once I got in the truck, I, my, I had to turn the ignition, and you know, my hands would have to be planted. My eyes would have to be helping me get, you know, get out of my carport. So my eyes would have to stay focused, my hands on the wheel, my, my feet on the accelerator and the brakes, my behind keeping me steady. I got a good anchor, folks. <laughs> my ears listening out. Well, what just would happen if on the way here my hands decided they didn't want to do their job anymore? That instead of driving and, and getting me to the purpose, I'd want to scratch my ears. Or maybe I would decide within my mind that although I'm driving, I'll just text, I'll text, I'll text my sweetheart, uh, and I love you. And so my eyes, even though my body is trying to get itself to church, that then I, I decide on the way that, that, that some of my body doesn't want to be a part of that, and so I'm sitting there looking down texting goes on all the time. You know what happened? Disasters happens when that happens. And that's what happens within the local church. When the whole body is not working together as one, we find disasters within the church. We don't fulfill the purpose that God's called us to as a church because some of the, some of the body thinks that they're more important and they want to do other things than the body as a whole. Folks, 
It's not our decision, it's Christ's decision. It's the head of the, he's the head of the church. It's his purpose. And that's where we all have to be unified. And, and when one of the members of the church decides they're not, going to, they're not going to worry about what it is for them to do or they're, they're going to fulfill another purpose, you know what happens? It affects the entire church. Because if I was to get in the accident, it would just not mess with my, maybe my hands or my eyes. My whole body could be destroyed. And that's why it's so important for you to understand that, that the, the, the body is no stronger than its weakest members. And that when any member decides, I'm not going to fulfill God's purpose, it's not only just affecting you, it's affecting the body of Christ and his purpose. And so if you begin to ask yourself, is every member important? You bet they're important. And, and, and so I want you to, to grab hold of that and begin to understand that, that, that none of us are more important than others. We're all important, that God sees us all in the, great, in the same plane. When we stand before the Lord, he's not going to, he's not, I promise you, he's not going to judge me on how well I sang when, the, when we were singing. That's not my gift. He's only going to judge me on the things that he's called me to do within the body. And, and, and it's the same way for you and for me. So is it important? You bet it's important. And also what's so wonderful is being a member of the body does not rob us of our individuality. God's not, he doesn't want us to all look the same, feel the same, do the same. Look what he says. He says in verse 27, now you are the body of Christ. We're all the body of Christ, but of members in particular or individually. God wants your personality. God wants you, your individuality to come through, but it needs to be working toward the same purpose and goal. That's what makes the church so beautiful. Man, I love a church that, that's, that's, that's young and old. Church from that, 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 that's in the South that we can have an old Chicago girl to come and sing for us. You know, it doesn't matter where we were, grew up, but you know, we're all of the same purpose. You know, a church that again, there's 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 some that 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 have more than others, but but we're still one body. And I'm talking about material wise, you know, rich and poor. It should be a church that doesn't matter, you know, whether you're white or black or yellow or green or or whatever. That that you know that, that we're all one body because we're all individuals. Now, I'd never wear my hair like that if I had hair. But you know what? If, that, if that's what makes you, that's, if you're cool with it, I'm cool with it too. Because we're individuals. If you can stand before the Lord, then hey, he's your judge. And so yes, it is important. But how do I find my place of service? You may be sitting here, but Pastor, I, how, how do I find that place? First of all, you need to just commit yourself to finding your place to serve. You need to, first of all, recognize its importance, and then you begin to start a journey and say, God, I want to serve you where you want me to serve. You need to submit yourself and commit yourself to the Holy Spirit and say, God, help me find my place of service. You need to begin to ask yourselves, you know, what is my spiritual gift? 
If God, if, if, you have, if, if you have gifted me, and the Bible says the Holy Spirit has gifted everyone, everyone as he wills. You need to begin to, you know, God, do I have a gift of mercy? Do I have a gift of teaching? Do I have a gift of administration? Do I have a gift of service? Um, there's there's whole lists of those. Now, in all reality, to be honest with you, you might have to have someone to work with you. Many times people can see our spiritual gifts before we can. And, and you may need to come to your pastor. You may need to come to someone that you love. And, and what do you see in me that, that God's doing in my life? Other people can spot it faster than you sometimes. But you need to begin that journey of God. What would you have me to do? As a matter of fact, I think it's very cool that our church participates in a, what's called a ministry gift survey. And it's not perfect. There's no doubt about it. But I tell you, it's pretty doggone Pretty good, close. If you go to our website, or matter of fact, on the bottom of your bulletin, I've, I've, I've put a the, the internet site that, that that we're a part of that you can go and you can top in. You begin to just it begins to just ask you questions. Do I love to see people get saved? Do, you know, do I have a hurt? You know, do I have a heart for hurting people? Just all types of questions like that. And then it's it's a way for you to begin to understand. This is where you may need to be serving. You know, don't put, again, don't put me in with the babies. Now, if I need to keep them for a while, that's fine. But to say that I'd wake up excited to come to church every Sunday morning because I was working with the babies, I'd be lying to you. That's not my thing. But for some of you, that's why you exist. That's why you exist. You know, there's some of you that would have a hard time going and ministering to the nursing homes. Because it's tough for you to be able to go see people that, that age has crept up on them. But there's some of you that exist for that. God has given you the special ability. And how many people have Willard and Margaret Garvin been to and ministered to? And thank God for them. See, God has given you something that that, matter of fact, that becomes who you are. And you begin to ask people and, 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 and do things that begin to help you discover, what do I like to do? What am I good at? What do others see in me? Then you need to begin to make yourself available to a place of service. You need to be able to make yourself say, hey, I realize this is important in my life, and I want to make myself available, not, not with the excuses when I can do it or whatever. I want to make myself available. And then dedicate to excelling in that. Folks, if God has gifted you in anything, then he expects you to do it as unto the Lord. If he's, if he's gifted you in singing, then he he's, he's expects you to work at your craft, to do the best you can unto the Lord. If God has gifted you in teaching, then he expects you to not just show up on, on Sunday morning. He expects you to work at your craft and, and become a better teacher so you can teach children or you can teach, you know, you can teach young adults or, or whoever it may be. You need to get into the commentaries. You need to go to classes. You need to, you need to figure out, you know, God, how can I get better at what I'm doing? God has not called his church to be average, folks. God has called his church to be great for the kingdom of God. He's called us to excel because he says, I have placed within you things that you can't even think or imagine. And I've equipped you with that power. And God wants to use you in ways and doing things that you never thought you could do for the kingdom of God.
And folks, that is where you're going to find your joy. I said this is a passion of mine because years ago, I'd been a believer for many, many years. And I'd given every excuse of why I can't work with these boys or why I can't do this. And, um, and, and, and so I was drifting along. I knew I was saved, but I was making no difference for the kingdom of God. But when finally I submitted myself and said, God, you used me, my life changed that day. I wasn't any longer just a, an insurance agent. I was a servant of Christ. And nothing else brought me greater joy to know. I, I've always been amazed that, God, you could use me to touch a boy's life. God, you could use me to help someone that's down and out. That's always been a wonder of mine of how God could use somebody like me for his glory. And so therefore, I, you know, again, I didn't wake up to go do a job. I did my job to help me serve the Lord. And God has the same for you. And God wants you to have that same type of joy that you wake up and say, God, thank God I can be a part of your kingdom today. I can be making a difference for eternity today. See, God has a place for you. You're his hands and you're his feet. What I've placed within each of your bulletins today is a, is a survey. Did you know that th these are just different types of activities that, that we have within the church? And there's more that's on there. But, you know, there's over 60 different things that you could, you could say, hey, I, I can serve in this area. The reason I put that is because it kind of lets your mind understand there's so many different ways that we minister at Rayford Road Church. And for you to say there's no place for me, you're just not being honest with yourself. As a matter of fact, I left some blank lines on there because there may be some areas that, that we hadn't thought about. If you write them in, we'll figure out how to do it. See, there's a place for everyone. And, and what, what my job is as pastor, as is, 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 is part of the discipleship program, is help you to realize you're important to the cause of Christ and then helping you fulfill God's purpose within your life. And there's no greater joy to me as a pastor besides seeing someone get saved for the first time, but seeing someone that has found their purpose and seeing the smile on their face of how God is using me and saying, Pastor, let me tell you what God's doing in my life. But you know, that can happen to every single one of you. Now, you can't experience that if, you're just, if, if your church going is nothing more than you're coming to the church, this location, and you're sitting down and you're singing a song, and then you, you're getting up and going back to the world. You have to immerse yourself into the body of Christ. You have to recognize that you're important, that God has a place for you, and God has uniquely equipped you for his kingdom. And I challenge you to that today. I challenge you today to find your place in the body of Christ. God can use you in ways that he never imagined. Would you do that? You're important. You're important to the kingdom. You're important to the body. 
And God has a place. He has a service for you. And so today, I'm just going, in just a moment, I want to close in a word of prayer. And I, I just pray the Holy Spirit would just begin to open the eyes of your heart. That God, this is what you would have me to do for your kingdom. And I pray that you'd take that, you'd take that list home and you'd pray over that and say, God, this is where I feel that I need to serve. And you'd turn that back in because, because you, there's some of you that, that have a desire to serve in an area of ministry that we don't know about. And so how can we ask someone that we don't know? And that's the way you can communicate with us at Pastor. This is what I want to do. People come up to me all the time with a new idea about serving Christ. And matter of fact, my brother Curly called me the other day and said, I've got, I've got a new ministry. And, man, I got so fired up about that. I think it's really going to make a difference. You're important to the work of Christ. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that right now that the Holy Spirit, you'd rest upon this place that you had opened the eyes of our heart. And God, that today people would begin to, to make themselves available, saying, Lord, where would you have me to serve? And God, let me be effective for your kingdom. And so, Father, I, I just pray that there will be a, just a stirring of your Holy Spirit within hearts, within this place. And God, what a great day it's going to be when, when every person of Rayford Road Church begins to find that place and they're serving. God, I, I can't even begin to imagine what's going to happen, Lord. God, I pray that God you give us faith to see. God, I pray for the person here today that has maybe never accepted that initial gift of the Holy Spirit, the gift of salvation. And God, today that you've opened their eyes and their heart, and God, that you've made them hunger for the things of Christ and recognize, dear Father, that they're sinners in need of a Savior. I pray today to God for their salvation. I pray today that you speak to their heart and you draw them into yourself. But God bless this time, Lord, in Christ's name. Right at the top. Amen. Here we go. Just a I'll moment, we're going to stand, we're going to sing. Maybe today the Holy Spirit is speaking to two, you, and maybe today three, He's He's offering four, you the gift of salvation. Two, maybe He's opened your heart. I invite you to come to Jesus today. Come and talk to someone and say, Pastor, what do I need to do? And let, let them instruct you. But I challenge every member of Rayford Road Church, if you're not, if you're not actively serving or maybe you are actively serving, but you want to be a better steward. You may just want to come, and you may just want to just lock that down and say, God, let me serve you. Let me be faithful for your kingdom. Is the Holy Spirit speaking to you? I invite you to come as we Let's stand. Let's start singing right here at the, the top. The altar's open, my friend. I invite four, you. Is the Holy Spirit speaking to you? I invite you to come to Jesus. We lay our at the feet of Jesus. Pray.